0: Hello, I am Tracy Hitchings. My guest is Dave Stafford, ambient guitarist, and so much more. So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night to you, wherever you are listening across the globe. I'm transmitting from the Gold Coast in Queensland, Australia, and you've tuned into Tracy's Prog World. Dave, are you good there? It's going great. So anyway, you've just about Zoomed on board now. I know we were having a couple of techies, as, as always with Zoom. Seems to be the way.
1: <laughs> Technology is here to help us when it wants to.
0: It, it is indeed, isn't it? Just let us know where you've Zoomed in from, darling.
1: Oh, I'm calling, sorry, I'm, I'm in central Scotland in a suburb of the town of Stirling. The city of Sterling,
0: And I do detect a very American accent there. So where's that one from? Born in San
1: Diego, California, and I lived most of my life in San Diego, California. And it's only more recently that I decided I would move to Scotland.
0: And so how long have you been in Scotland then, if I may ask?
1: Since 2005, so 15 years. And how's Scotland treating you? Oh, Scotland is home. I mean, I love the people. I love the scenery. I love the weather, which people think is crazy, but... I just love this place, it's it's heaven on earth to me and I wouldn't change it for the world.
0: That's good, oh, good for you, I love Scotland. Scotland holds something very special for me. And uh, I don't know, I can't explain what it is because I'm actually Cornish, which is the other end of uh, England.
1: Right, the complete opposite,
0: yeah. I think it, it, it is indeed, uh, but there's just something about Scotland.
1: Very, very, very beautiful country there.
0: Yeah, yeah, and something about the Scottish people. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I love them very much, I love the accent. So yeah. yeah. So, so there you go. <laughs> yep, there you go. Yeah, so Dave, you're, you're a guitar craft veteran recording artist with over 40 releases since 1972 and the founder of AmbientMicrolabel.com.
1: Ambient.com.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you for that correction. And um, so your work with acoustic and electric guitars, guitar synthesizers, bass guitar, complete 9 um, Ultimate, including Guitar Rig Pro, Software Synthesizers, including the Mtron Pro, Melatron and True Piano. <laughs> Am I getting there?
1: <laughs> yeah. All of the above. All of the above.
0: And is it right that you um, also, the, the K-Oscillator XY pad synthesizers and many, 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 many music applications, as I understand, and, and any number and other instruments, instruments, sorry, real or virtual. Have I got that correct? Because this is what I've been reading about you, and I'm quite fascinated.
1: Yes, I've worked with real instruments since I was about four years old and I started playing my mother's piano. And then since then, I've also begun to do a lot of work with applications-based music, where you use an app to create a particular sound.
0: It's great. So, um, again, clearly a multi-instrumentalist, and, um, but it's the looping, the ambient looping, if you like, or the ambient playing and using looping. So, anyway, tell us about a bit about the, uh, the looping then.
1: Looping is an art form. It's something that a lot of people do. There's uh, some great websites and blogs, and there's tons of information if you just go and search guitar looping. Um, My own personal journey for looping really began with Robert Fripp. I went to see him play his guitar in a tower record store of all places. Right. And uh, he used two tape recorders and created a six-second delay that allowed him to loop 30 or 40 or 50 guitars and then play solos on top of them. And that just changed my life. I walked out of that store and I said, you know what? I am going to be a looper when I grow up.
0: (laughs) Not loopy, but a looper. Okay.
1: (laughs) No, that's what I did. That's exactly what I've done. I became an ambient loop guitarist. And most of my records are indeed loops. Now, there are a couple of exceptions to that. In 2012, I made a CD called Gone Native that is like regular rock music. Right. Because I love Prague and it has some Prague songs on it that you might like, Tracy. I know you're big into Prague, so you know. So I, I just play ambient music, but it is it does make up probably ninety to ninety five percent of what I have been working on. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's good. Yeah, and, and, and I have been in there looking around, and you've got a lot of stuff there actually. So people can really people can really explore uh, what you've got there. So.
1: Yeah, how do they look you up? Could... The, the quick way to look me up is to just go to davestafford.bandcamp.com and you can listen to your heart's content. You don't have to buy anything. If you want to download something, you're welcome to. There's prog, there's ambient, there's applications, music, there's everything imaginable there. Basically, my life's work is sitting up on Bandcamp and it was a labour of love to put it up there, but I did it.
0: I understand that you actually worked in a, a guitar workshop with Robert Fripp.
1: were designed to help people develop a new vocabulary using Robert Fripp's new standard tuning for guitar, which is called NST, new standard tuning, which makes sense. And uh, basically just helping people to come to grips with this rather difficult to play instrument. It, it looks beautiful, but it's not that easy to do. Uh, I was lucky enough in 1988 to answer an ad and send in a, I had to send and submit a letter saying, dear Mr. Fripp, this is why I'd like to join. I'm badly self-taught. I don't know what I'm doing. I need your help. Help, please. And then they accepted me. I bought a guitar, a special ovation guitar that we used, and the rest is history. You know, it was just a fantastic experience being on those courses over the years.
0: Wonderful. And um, the guitar you're holding now, what guitar is that?
1: This is actually a limited edition Frank Zappa model. It's based on the guitar played at the uh, Roxy Theatre in Los Angeles in 1973. And it has these two switches here, which put the pickups out or in phase, which allows you to get very thin Stratocaster-like sounds out of a guitar that's normally very meaty and beefy and sort of heavy. I can just flick a switch and have a very thin and reedy and wonderful Fender like sound. It's really fantastic. It looks probably awesome. Probably the nicest guitar I've ever. Had. And I, I just love it.
0: Mm, it looks awesome. It really does. Um, it's a so that's great. So we're talking about uh, Robert Fripp that's married to Toya Wilcox, of course, aren't we? Yeah. So Toya. Um, did you get to meet Toya at all as well?
1: No, I never, I never did meet Toya. My partner in the band, the Dozy Lumps, he met Toya, he was on a course with Toya when Robert and Toya were first married. She went with him and then she decided she didn't really, Guitar Craft wasn't for Toya, so she only went one or two courses and then she said, now you do that Robert and I'll, I'll go on holiday and do something else, you know. So they have separate holidays now, Robert holidays in Guitar Craft and Toya does sing Smoke on the Water, I don't know what she does, you
0: know. <laughs> oh, th- but they're an amazing couple, I-, I see them so much. I'm using social media.
1: She, she, power couple
0: absolutely they're very conscious people spiritual people that's what i that's what i get from them and they're really there um really entertaining and yeah. really kind of very conscious about what they're doing as well and just look they come across as beautiful souls to me and yes people i that totally I'm,
1: agree with they're, they're remarkable people both of them with robert
0: fripp teaching you what was that actual experience like
1: well, I said to Robert, he, he said, play something for me. So I played guitar for a minute, and he looked at me and he said, Dave, the whole problem with your playing is your face. <laughs> I thought, okay, that's not what I expected him to say. No. But then, What do you mean? And he said, well, I wouldn't normally recommend this, but you need to practice in front of a mirror. And for some reason, when you play the guitar, you make a face like a a rock guitarist's face, you know I don't know if you know the kind of heavy metal you know and you grit your teeth and you're, you get all the tension in your body and you can't relax and you play, so it prevents you from playing well
0: yeah, yeah, so you're putting that that kind of aggression into the sound maybe instead of the maybe the emotional content that it could be
1: yeah lot of aggression but it's not really the right thing to do the right thing to do is to be relaxed and let the music flow through you and that's what he taught me how to do and I I can't thank him enough I mean uh, he was just a remarkable teacher and you know he's retired now he just hangs out and plays guitar with Toya which is beautiful and other than that I just feel so fortunate to have been a part of it guitar craft is an amazing thing
0: That's fantastic. Well, that's just great to hear. Because yeah, again, like I say, I just uh, really look up to two people like that, like that couple. They are just they are tremendous people. So that's just great to hear. You've recorded a number of CDs. Yes, I have. But having yeah, but having recent times adopted a download only strategy. So what brought you to that? Is it the sign of the times of which we're in, or just how you're comfortable?
1: I think it's a combination of those two things and, and other factors. But the main feeling I get is in 2012, I did the exercise where I I made a new album called gone native and I had it pressed up at a proper CD factory and did it all, you know, by the book. And then I was able to sell those CDs at shows or by mail order or whatever. But I found for the bulk of my catalog, since I have so many songs and so many albums, and you said over forty it 's probably more like sixty i don't i haven 't counted for a couple of days, and they seem to just grow organically. You know the last thing I did was from January of this year i 've not really done a lot of recording because i 've been working on my guitar systems and trying to make things sound even better than they already do but um, it 's just one of those things that. I think it's easier for everybody. They can go to Bandcamp, they can listen to the song. Do they like the song? If they like it a lot, they can download it. If they don't like it, skip to the next song and the next song until they find one that they do like. And I think that's a great way to shop for music is to be able to hear it and think, wow, do I like that? Oh, I really like that. I think I'll download that track.
0: Mm. So they're not committed until they're ready. They're not committed until they hear something and they think, oh, I really like that style. So I'm going to go in with that one.
1: I have a limited number of pieces that I worked on as progressive rock, for example. So I grouped that together into an album called Progressive Music. And so if you go to my site looking to hear my prog stuff, you can listen. And if you really fall in love with one of the songs, just recently a friend of mine, a guy that I've known for, oh, about a decade or so, just bought one of my tracks out of the blue. And I'm like, Elliot, what you, why did you buy that track? And he said, I just love it. I really wanted to have it on my device. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Which one was it?
1: Oh, the song, I think, is called The Complete Unknown.
0: Fantastic. Well, the music, it comes from the heart, doesn't it?
1: Music comes from elsewhere. It comes from above. And I, you know, I'm a religious person.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: You have to be ready to give voice to music. And this is one of the that Robert Fripp taught me. So, you know, I'm really fortunate that I had the right teacher and the right circumstances and the kind of patience and tenacity and perseverance to make it all happen.
0: Mm. So it's like for you, it's that um, it's a spiritual connection that comes through the heart then, isn't it, really? It, yeah, and it? and then therefore it just comes out through us. And, uh, yeah. and that's beautiful. That's perfect. It's all perfect oh. as, as long as it feels good. Wonderful. And, yeah. Great. So I'm curious about your um, disturbing trends in music. Let's hear about that. I read that somewhere.
1: (laughs) Well, that is, that's a theory of mine that I think a lot of other musicians might sympathize with. And what it boils down to is this. I've been playing the piano since I was four and the guitar since I was 13 or nine, depending on how you look at it. I I say 13, and that's about 50 years now, roughly, almost 50 years, not quite. And That means that I have to, in order to make music, I have to pick up my guitar and record it and play notes with my fingers and actually create the music using the traditional method that guitarists have used for hundreds of years. You know, we started out with the lute and then there was the guitar and and eventually electric guitar. And I'm at the end of that cycle, but I'm still doing the same things that that lute player would have done 400 years ago. I'm putting, the paper i'm writing i'm composing i'm using notes to create feeling and atmosphere so yeah the trend that bothers me is the fact that nowadays you can get applications or software or other tools that will allow you to sound like you are actually recording guitar but you're not you're just tapping on a keyboard saying play this bit of music play this bit of music and some of these people go on to be quite famous and they make a lot of money. And I, I struggled to make money and struggled to be a working musician. I've always had a day job. I work in IT in my spare time. So I had to have a day job to pay the mortgage and the bills so that I was able to indulge my guitar playing side. So that's how that worked out. Yeah, and I think that works the same for a lot of musicians and artists. Uh, they have their art. And then they have to go to work to pay for that art. Robert Fripp said something really interesting, which is, "We pay for the right to play."
0: <laughs> very well put. I, yeah, I remember that. I
1: remember that. Yeah, really a, a good piece of advice and very true. You have to pay if you want to play your guitar or if you want to paint a or whatever. You know, there's a price for everything. Is I guess what that boils down to. Yeah.
0: So this next question, I'm curious about to ask you because obviously you've got into very ambient playing. It's I've, I've read about you saying you know one note is better than a hundred notes. You've just you discovered that as you mature in with music, don't you?
1: Yeah, I think so. Over the past decade or so, I've realized the power of the single note. In fact, I did a few months ago where I picked out three very famous progressive rock songs, one by Genesis. Uh, one by Camel and another one by group who I can't remember, but they would all be familiar to you because you know you you are a Prague. So and I found portions where the guitarist in that band would just play one note. So instead of playing a big fancy solo, he would literally just sit there and play. play one note and it took the place of maybe hundreds of notes that he would do in another section of a song or he would the same song and that moment in the song just pretty much stopped me stopped my heart I mean it just absolutely a stunning and surprising thing to do what kind of guitarist who can play a thousand notes a minute would choose to just play one note I think that's fantastic I admire it I envy it and I've tried to emulate it in some of my playing and in some of my recording, but it's a tough thing to do. And it's a, it's, again, you, you hit the right word there when you said maturity, it's a musical maturity issue. When you reach a certain age and you've been playing for a certain amount of time, you realize, Hey, I can't be the hero all the time. I can't come in and play the bombastic, amazing guitar solo that's going to blow everybody away. And they're going to say, Oh, that Dave Stafford, he's so fast. He can play, you know, uh, a -a mixolodeon scale at a hundred miles an hour. I just, that's not me anymore. You know, it it probably was when I was young, but now I try to play in a more considered way. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. It's funny because what you're saying now takes me right back to the uh, first time and only time actually I I made it to Nebworth and I I was experiencing Pink Floyd. And when you talk about that one note moment, but the depth and the sound of the guitar, I was. It just pinned my ears back. It doesn't have to all be a thousand miles an hour. It could be deeply emotional moments, and I think that's what drew me to prog because you do have or progressive rock, prog, call it what you like. I don't really care, but um, yeah. that's what drew me to it because it had everything. It has everything. If you if you're in that band, you know that sort of band <laughs> that really will.
1: Pink Floyd has an amazing sense of dynamics, so able to use quiet sections and sections with very few notes mm. and then gradually move to more activity. If you think about a song yeah. like shine on you crazy diamond.
0: Yeah. And that's probably it actually.
1: <laughs> it might be what it was. I don't know. Yeah, they, yeah. they did play that a lot, think, lot. But yeah. that, that's an amazing piece to me because it starts out with such simple guitar lines, just a few notes, beautifully played, very tasteful. David Gilmour mm. is a is a mature artist oh.
0: now. Oh, and I he, love him. Mm.
1: And there are other moments in the song where he's playing pretty fast and it's like a regular rock song or prog Mm -hmm. rock song. But for me, it's those quiet moments that I crave that I find, oh, I've got to hear part two again because it's the quiet part or whatever.
0: You yeah.
1: know what I mean?
0: Yeah. You know yeah. Exactly what I <laughs> Yeah. 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 Abs- absolutely. Which takes me to to uh, the, one of the questions I really want to ask you. What about new metal and female front prog metal bands? Because we're going to the opposite end again in, in a way, aren't we? <laughs>
1: well, that's a very different question and a great question. Thanks for asking me. I have recently really got into new metal and I've been tracking down all of the albums by two artists in particular. One of them is a woman called Maria Brink and her band is called in this moment. And I went and saw them last year at the SECC in Glasgow and they blew my mind. They were so powerful and so amazing. And then more recently, I've been getting into the music of a woman called Lauren Tate and her band is called hands off Gretel, which is a kind of a strange band. I don't know where that came from so I bought a few of her CDs as well and my poor cat my cat doesn't approve of loud music and she really doesn't like loud metal but she's having to live with it because she lives with me I take care of her you know I'm the dad and she's like oh no not more in this moment dad please you know it's really oh, funny oh
0: poor pusskins!
1: <laughs> she does disapprove it's because she likes to sleep
0: yeah, of course, and the little little things, and uh, she's yeah. probably getting a bit familiar with it, but prefers the more oh, yeah. soft and gentle approach. I would say
1: <laughs> she likes the choir. She likes music. She does not like metal.
0: And you know, I understand also something something quirky that uh, you were working on restorations of, restorations of
1: cassettes. Yes, I do that. I have. Uh, you know, before you could do CDRs at home, you know, when they came out with CDR burning ability, all I had was cassettes and I made hundreds of cassettes. I also was very into what we call tape trading. So if I got a great camel concert, I would send it to my friend in Michigan and he would send me back an amazing Yes concert. And then I would send that to another friend and he would send me back an amazing Genesis concert. And pretty soon you end up with this library of tapes. I've got boxes full of cassette tapes. Most contain a lot of really rare and beautiful live performances by the bands that you and I love. As well as people like Frank Zappa, you know, which is a, Frank Zappa is a shit on me personally. And RIP and all of that stuff. It's all out there. It's all been recorded by people with little tape machines at concerts. And then eventually it ends up in in my music collection and I feel so fortunate to have this gigantic collection of live material. It's fantastic.
0: That is amazing. So you've got something probably still that people have never heard perhaps So it's just a gone moment or a lost, they're lost. Yeah, there's no tracks anymore. So that's something very rare. Yeah. So are they all being restored then, what you have? Are they all being restored?
1: I don't think it's, I mean, it's a job that I might finish if I live to be 150, but I don't think I live, I've got, I reckon I've got 30 more years of activity to do. And during that time, I will restore more of them, but there's no end in sight to the amount of cassettes that have working somewhere. Some of them are uh, rubber banded together with a note that says unknown, no idea what's on these. And the only way to find out is to put them in the machine and play them and see what's there. Maybe nothing, maybe bad rehearsal or some bad version of one of my albums or something, or it might be the most amazing thing you ever heard. There's no way to know. It. It's a crap.
0: That's almost like when you've got, when you find that time, it's almost like undoing Christmas presents, isn't it? You don't know what's yeah, going to is. be inside. <laughs> you
1: don't have any idea. Yeah. You just it and find out. Yeah. And that's how it works.
0: So, Dave, tell me about your big moment, an aha moment in your music life. I mean, you know, can you share a time on your journey where you experienced um, something that, you know, you may have been experienced hardship and everything like that, but you had this aha moment. What is your aha moment, Dave?
1: For me, that moment was when I was on a course in Barcelona, Spain with Robert and about 42 other guitarists. And we were sat at lunch and at lunch times and dinner times and not so much at breakfast, but at meal times, Robert would tend to talk to us in a sort of informal way. And Robert looked at me and he pointed at me and he said, now, Dave, Dave has persevered. And that's why Dave is here, because he's never given up. He continues to play. He pointed at my guitar case and there's an autographed sticker for Guitar Craft that he autographed. 30 years previously, when I went to see him in the League of Guitarists, who I wasn't good enough to be in at the time, playing at the Roxy or the Whiskey or someplace like that in L.A., and uh, he said, Dave has persisted. And those three words, Dave has persisted, really drew me right through all of those moments, you know, all the moments that you wish for, that you hope for, that are your aha, I can do this. That's why you're going to be playing with me, Dave, because you have persisted. Also, the two opportunities I had, one in 2009 and the other in 2015, to get on stage with Robert Fripp and play music live for a real audience that paid to come in and see us play, those two moments were so amazing. They went beyond an aha moment. They they were just a moment of pure joy. I think the way it worked was this. I had this opportunity to work with Robert Fripp in 1988, starting out at my very first course, which you call your level one. You're a level one guitarist, it's your level one course, it's the beginning. And this was held in Malibu, California, up on a hillside overlooking the ocean, just a beautiful spot. And one morning I came out and I saw Robert Fripp standing in front of a bush, looking into the bush. And so I walked up to him, I said, hi, Robert, good morning, and he said, good morning. I said, what are you looking at? And he said, it's a snake. And so I looked and sure enough, there was a beautiful California grass snake. It's a harmless snake, not a poisonous snake. And he said, beautiful creatures. And then he just sort of wandered away. And I was just like, he's right, they are beautiful. And that was a beautiful moment. So somehow that moment transported me into the future in in a lot of different ways. For example, as part of Guitar Craft, which involved Robert I ended up playing in Argentina playing in Spain playing in Holland it really opened up a whole literally the whole world to me in terms of I could just take my guitar and a little suitcase with a change of clothes and go out and play and that's all I ever wanted to do oh my gosh only a handful of people get to do that the members of King Crimson obviously got to do that but I got to do it too and it was just such an amazing bit of good fortune I'm, I'm forever that I had that opportunity it was remarkable
0: that is an aha moment oh
1: it's it's an aha lifetime to your tenacity
0: <laughs> to, to everything yeah, but,
1: perseverance uh... are very important and you really do need if you decide you're going to do something you just need to stick with it that's my parents taught me that and I owe them a debt for that you know stick with it Dave do not give up so that's the way to be
0: Yeah, indeed. Now, you did talk earlier, if you don't mind me asking, that you have obviously had some um, illness issues in your past. And would you want to just share with people what you've um, uh, overcome or, or that you've got to a point of where you can deal with it, whatever it is for
1: you? But basically, I have a condition called diabetic neuropathy, and that's because I had diabetes all my life. And I didn't realize it until I was 47 years old. Then I found out, and then they put you onto all of these medications to try to control your blood sugar. And it's taken me a long, long time to get my blood sugar under control, which it is now. But I do have to be careful what I eat. I'm a vegan now, which was one of the things I did to try and improve my situation. I've also lost a lot of weight. I got really heavy for a while. When I was 50, I probably weighed 100 pounds or more than I do now. So I've lost weight, I've become a vegan, and I monitor and I take medications for diabetes. But other than that, I'm, I'm able to work. You know, it's no yes. problem.
0: Yes. So, I, again, with as vegans, as I've um, understood, because I've spoken with a lot of people that, that are into veganism, and um, despite what um, I said in... The other food industries, it's a a very safe thing to do when you know how to find proteins. It's perfectly safe. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: There's no danger to it. Uh I think that there are militant vegans that have maybe stirred up certain people who then try to make it look like it's vegan food is bad or boring or some food is delicious. I eat better now. I mean, oh, my God, you would not believe the lovely things I've had to eat just this past week. I feel so fortunate to have this diet, which is healthy, it's positive, it's forward-thinking, and, you know...
0: It shows on your skin, actually, it should, Dave. It shows on your skin because you've got that translucent skin that I see in vegans that know what they're doing. And there's a very famous guy that's a vocal coach out there called Roger Love. And he's a teacher to all the people that are over... He's in California. And he's, he's to the music industry, to the film industry, like he would um, be doing Reese Witherspoon, for example, before she did one of her films when she was singing. And he's a vegan and, um, you know when you're when you're a teacher of singing you know about the health of the body you know about the health and what is obviously good I've never seen a man that more also fit and fantastic skin and alive and you know and they don't eat meat so and I understand that you're you know you you're, you obviously it, it comes quite obviously with what you already said I suppose but I understand that meditation is important to you getting the right hours of sleep obviously controls good health
1: I've recently begun to meditate. It's a new thing for me. So I'm learning as with everything else, but I do find that it, it really helps to ground you if you concentrate on your breathing, you know, and if you start feeling stressed out or unhappy or worried or, you know, anything like that, if you just stop and sit down, put your feet on the floor and concentrate on your breathing for 10 minutes, you'd be amazed at what a difference it can make the way you feel. It really can. It's a it's a great healer meditation, and I, I recommend it highly to anyone that has stress or feels stressed out. Give it a try. You'd be surprised. It will really help you.
0: Mm, yeah, I, I agree with you so much. And, I, you know, I've taken on to meditation years ago. I, I can get a little sporadic, but I notice a difference when I'm doing it every day, you know, uh, Oh boy, what a difference it makes to your clarity of mind. Um, and you know, even if you just did 20 minutes a day, if you haven't got time to do more, they say do, they 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 say oh, well I've read there's lots of sayings of course, but one of the ones I've traveled across, they say do the time of your age. So uh, I won't say how old I am, but let's pretend I'm 21, therefore do 21 okay. minutes. <laughs> there you go. That's perfect. 21. <laughs> Almost gave it away, didn't I? I'm sure people know. I'd like to ask you something. Now, I know we're not um in Christmas yet. I know that. Right. But however, People do love uplifting messages and, you know... The Christmas decorations have already gone up out here. And I think, oh, that's crazy. But I do think it's lovely to give people uplifting messages because it is coming on. People are starting to go shopping, mums and things that have got busy lives. And so for anybody listening in, what sort of Christmas message would you like to give to your fans or anybody new that's uh, listening to Dave at the moment?
1: Well, that's new. That's a really good question. It's a new question to me and it's something I've never thought about. So you're going to get A unique answer that will, I don't know if it will resonate with anyone or not. But all I can say is that if I hark back to what we talked about a minute ago about my aha moments, that the one thing that I have to say that has probably been of the most benefit to me, and which has also made it possible for me to take my music and share it with you and all of the people that listen to my music, is that I persisted. Dave has persisted. And that, I just try to take that with me everywhere, because if I get frustrated or I have trouble getting something done or I can't make my Wi-Fi work like right now, I just persist. And, for example, with that, it took me two weeks to get through to my Wi-Fi company, and I now have an appointment for 5 p.m. on Thursday. They're going to come and fix my modem. Yay! (laughs) So that's
0: your early Christmas present. <laughs> that's
1: Christmas present. I'm going to be back on the internet. So I'm able to get on the internet, obviously, right now with you via my tablet. But I can't, you know, my PC, my TV, all my other stuff won't hook up to the network right now. So I sorted that yeah. out just by doing my aha thing, which is Dave, persist. Dave, persist. Yeah.
0: That's all it is. So that's your... That's your Christmas message, and what but, would you say that might be Christmassy as well?
1: Well, I mean, the thing about Christmas is that it's it's a, a Christian based holiday. There are other faiths, obviously, from Judaism right on up to Buddhism and so on. I I am not a religious person per se, but what I would say is, be with your family, eat together, sleep together, love each other, and just. You know, be good to each other. Life is too short to fight or argue or, you know, be jealous or envy or any of those things. Just love each other and be with each other
0: and so Dave as you say you're I and mean, that's a beautiful message and thank you for sharing that message with with myself and everybody out there listening and a curiosity though so you're, you're not a religious man but would you say and I would I would decipher from what you have been talking about that even though you may not be a religious man I take it that you're spiritually a, a spiritually conscious man and that you believe And the universal belief of love and the whole obvious thing that we all need to be doing, yeah.
1: Well, and the thing is, there are practical things that you can do to be more spiritual. And I never really realized this until I reached a certain age. And one of those things is very simple, and that is become a vegetarian or a vegan. Because I don't know if you're aware of this, you probably are. When you eat food like meat or eggs or milk, dairy food or meat products... Animals are being harmed. That means cows die, cows suffer, chickens are in horrible, battery hens, you know, it's just a horrific thing. So if you change your diet to a healthy one that will make you live longer and have a better life, you will also be helping the planet and helping save the lives of animals. And if you think about animals, I think the thing to say about animals is they just want to live just like we do. They just want to have a good life, be happy, roam free, fly around, whatever it is, and we can help them do that by becoming vegans.
0: Yes, this is fascinating, actually, because I watched a David Attenborough film recently that he's sharing with us all about, you know, uh, just about the subject actually, that we don't need to be doing this in the way that we're doing it. Yeah. In fact, we need be eating more plant life and uh and i you know for anybody out there i'm trying to remember the name of it at the moment
1: i don't remember i am an advert for it i know exactly what you're talking about david that's amazing man
0: there's great stuff out there there's woody halston that's got i think a film called kiss the ground it's um and um there's a lot of you know like uh, there's there's stuff out there about you know how to be careful with social media and all like that um the, the, the social media dilemma, perhaps, um, so many great things out there to help us to become more consciously aware. Yeah,
1: it just up to you becoming a bit more spiritual, a bit more aware of the plight of animals and the plight of humans, too. Now, we still have slavery. We have all of these problems that need to be solved. You know, there's a lot of us on this planet. We need to be able to share it and help each other rather than fight.
0: Well, that's a lovely Christmas message. We don't have to fight, do we? We can just be... We can be happy. We can just be happy. We can be happy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I agree with that. Now, is there anything else, Dave, that you would like to promote or add?
1: I'd just like to say, you know, if you have a chance to go to my Bandcamp site, davestefford.bandcamp.com, and listen to my latest album, which is called Infinity just go and listen to it and maybe you'll like it. I hope so. You know, I don't expect everyone in the world, it's ambient loop guitar is not to everybody's taste, but a lot of people have never got to hear it. So if you go there and listen to it, maybe you'll be surprised. You might find that you like a new kind of music now.
0: Well, I know one guy on one of these big um, uh, um, shows where they, the, the competitive shows like uh, American Idol or Australian Idol or one of those. Yeah. Uh, This guitar loop guy got right to the top with it and it was absolutely brilliant. So this has come back to me. So I think it is out there most definitely. Uh, You had an instrument, I believe, in your hand at some point somewhere along the line that I've seen out there that. what is this about? Oh, what a, I can see it, actually. What, what is that about? Can you explain that to me? Can you, can you describe what you're holding and what it actually does?
1: What this is, is it's an electromagnet that sits inside of a channel. Uh, you probably won't be able to see the channel. It's very shallow. And what you do is you put it on your guitar string, which I'll try to do here. The guitar is right here. Probably can't hear that at all. And it just plays the note forever. It just plays that one note forever and ever, and ever until the battery in the Evo dies.
0: Sitting give us a demo. Give okay, me a on. demo. Get your guitar and give me a
1: demo. I don't no. have an amplifier in here, but we can, we can do it with just the guitar, I think. Okay, there's that, and I need the Evo. And I got into the Evo because of a guy called Bill Nelson who used it a lot. So instead of playing 2,000 notes, I can just do this. And you can bend notes or slide. And
0: that's just holding that device down on the actual, um, yeah.
1: The electromagnets inside the Evo interact with the magnets on your pickups to create infinite sustain. It was invented by a guy called Greg Heat H E E T, and you can go read about it on Wikipedia. The amazing Ebo or Ebo.
0: Well, that's fantastic. Thank you for sharing so much of your story, Dave. I've really um, enjoyed listening to your your stuff. It's it's fascinating, and you've got a. You've got a lot of stuff out there for people to go and chew, to go and listen to, Yeah, choose what they might like to download. And yep. for those of you that yeah want something just a bit more relaxed and uh, and I think we need to relax in these times, don't we? we really oh, because need that to. means
1: I have a perfect excuse to play my guitar or work on music or play the keyboard or do something fun. So I'm happy to be home.
0: Yeah, that's great stuff. Well, well, here's wishing you and your cat. What's your cat's name? <laughs>
1: My cat is called Katsoon. Katsun. Katsun. What does that come from? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a Korean name that I made up. So if I call her Katsuna, Katsuna, that's how it sounds. Oops, I lost you
0: there. <laughs> I love cats, love animals, love dogs. Yeah,
1: I love my cat. It was a stray cat. She appeared this last December 2019, and I took her in, cleaned her up, fed her, took her to the vet, Put a chip in her neck so that if she gets lost, they can bring her back to me. And she is now that cat in Great Britain. She's doing really well. So I think you should take care of stray animals if you can. If you can feed them at least, give them something to eat, you know, go for it.
0: You're showing the character that you are. And you are a lovely man. You really are an ambient man.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. That's so lovely to say. Thank you. And it's...
0: It's been a wonderful pleasure. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Dave Stafford, and I'm going to call him the ambient man. Dave, I'd like to thank you for coming in. And, and, uh, and this is Dave saying goodbye to you all out there. Yep. Bye, everybody. Have fun. Take care. Be safe. Thank you, Dave. And you have been listening to Tracy's Prog World. Thank you for coming in and sharing with us and keeping the show going. Let me know anything you think at uh, tracyhitchingsmusic@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I would love to know what you think. It helps me shape the show and it helps me know who's interested. And, uh, and I will answer you back. So thank you for being here. Stay safe keep your chin up in yep. these tough times and um I'm glad we could share a, you know a bit of keeping your chin up sort of stuff here Absolutely. and um so ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. That was Dave Stafford, a very ambient man with his guitar. And um, wasn't they great stories? I mean, talk about aha moment uh, with Robert Fripp there. That was just amazing. And uh, we we'll have to go and check Dave out and download some of his stuff. There's going to be something there for everybody. So thank you for joining. And uh, of course, you're going to join me next week with my next guest. You'll have to come on board to see who that is then. And... Uh, Thanks very much once again. Take care of yourselves, look after each other and I'll see you next week. It's over and out from Tracy's Prog World.